to show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off the Mats podcast. And for this episode, we're actually going to have a returning guest, recent returning guest, and also a new guest at the same time. We're doing kind of a two for one here. So bringing back to the podcast, Mr. Eli Adams. What's up, Eli? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me back. Thanks for making the time to get in here. And then our other guest is actually going to be Cody Toller. So uh, welcome to the show, Cody. Thank you for making the time to be here. And uh, yeah, we just kind of want to really talk about coaching, MMA, working out, fitness, all the stuff. I mean, the podcast, like I always say, is super conversational. So it, it goes where you want it to go. If you say to me, man, I want to talk about the college football playoff. All right, that's cool. I want to talk. Go blue, Michigan. I got my sweatshirt. What's up? But you know, we talk about whatever you want to talk about because, like I tell everyone that comes on the show, this is yours. This is your show. So, but I guess I want to start off uh, just opening up, you know, because I'm not familiar with, you know, your full background and, and experience, everything. So, I guess my first question really opened the door is, you know, what got you on this journey? What got you where you are? Uh, that's a good question, man. But uh, I got to go back pretty far for that one. So, uh, if you've got the time, I'll tell you. But uh, so my journey really started. Uh, I played college basketball. So I was a D3 college basketball player. Uh, dream kind of fizzled out as I was in college. But I really fell in love with uh, the working out aspect of it. So we would have our team lifts. We'll uh, wake up early and just get it in. Uh, and I really fell in love with that more so than the game of basketball. So once I left my D3 school that I was at, I transferred to Towson. Uh, finished out of Towson up in Baltimore and then just got like my CSCS, which is like the gold standard of strength and conditioning coaching and just started grinding just in the gym. COVID hit. I got a weight rack and we just got it in every day in the, in the, in the garage. And then I went to grad school, uh, was coaching over at Hood College in Frederick uh, at the same time coaching College Park uh, football strength and conditioning. So as an intern there. I was a GA over at Hood and man, just getting like 60 hours of coaching in every week on top of school, on top of everything else. And then since then, I just kind of fell into like the combat world because it's really the sport that I love the most. You know, like the most experience I have is with the Olympic sports, the basketball, the lacrosse, the field hockey. But I just really like connect, connect really well with the, with the combat athletes. So that's the direction I'm looking to go. And I kind of fell into it pretty luckily with. Eli and my little brother being best friends, so I kind of have like people that I care about and love close to me that I can, you know, provide value to. I got you. I got you. Actually, you would have fit in perfect on um our other podcast yesterday because my co-host there, he actually went to Towson as well. And uh, I think he, he went there for a kinesiology and, yeah. I, you know, graduated, got everything done. And I think he was just like, no, I don't think this is the path for me. And now we do podcasts and drink. So, dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's exactly what I did in Towson. Well, and that's the funny thing because it's like when I, when I put those together, I was like, wait, those don't go together. And it was like, eh, no, it, it, it seems to be working. It seems to be working. <laughs> and with you uh, playing college basketball, what position you play? I was a point guard, man. I was the, I was the, 
the token white guy that's, that uh, brought the ball up the court, passed it, and then stood in the corner and waited to shoot a three. Hey, every so often, you know, we get a power four from y'all. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, look, I mean, you play college ball. It's, you know, far beyond me. Like, I get on the court. I think we played a rec league once. My uncle was on my team. I got fouled. I'm at the free throw line. My uncle goes, all right, Jake, we just need one. I said, all right, I got you. I can get you one. Air ball. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going back to football. <laughs> ain't no free throws in football. Just hit people. Um, when it uh, comes to combat sports and, and coaching and everything, is there a specific discipline that you are more heavy handed or is it just kind of a all around MMA style uh, coaching with just a very, very balanced uh, regimen? Yeah, I mean, I, I try my best to be balanced, uh, but I really started my journey with jujitsu. So uh, okay. I really fell in love with jujitsu first. And then as I started coaching more and more guys and uh, and just getting like as my guys started to transition more into MMA from jujitsu, it just turned into like, OK, now I got to learn more about Muay Thai. OK, now I got to learn more about boxing. So but I've always had my foot like in, in the in the door partially throughout my life. Like I boxed it at Towson, like club boxing, did jujitsu at a couple gyms in Silver Spring. And then now Eli is actually coaching me Muay Thai. So, you know, I'm just trying to keep up and be not, not the, uh, not the only, only the weights guy. Like I want to be the guy who's, you know, knowledgeable in both or in, in all, in all disciplines really, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, I think having that, that balance is definitely, you know, you'll see fighters where it's like, they're just heavy handed one was like, I only grapple. And then they try to do an MNR and get punched in the face. Looking mm -hmm. at you, Ryan Hall or, um, you know, or you'll have a stand up, you know, you know, of, of just fully committed striker and then a grappler takes him down. And it's like, oh, shit. But but hey, Alex Bear, he's like, fuck it. <laughs> like, take me down, bitch. I'll survive it and get up and beat you up again. So, yeah, me and but, Eli you know, talk about that all the time. It's like, what's the what's the best way to go about MMA? And I know Eli's perspective because we talk about it. But I always feel like the specialists kind of have an upper hand historically. Like you look at Khabib and you look at like the guys who just dominate one discipline, it's hard to beat those guys because it's, it's it's hard to stop it. Yeah, I, I agree, especially when it comes to wrestling, not not even just jiu-jitsu, because, I mean, you have jiu-jitsu guys that, that are just pure jiu-jitsu, like Damian Maya and uh, Fabricio Ber uh, Verdun. But, you know, you get someone like, you know, the guys from all those guys from Dagestan, all those dudes from the mountains. Mm -hmm. It's like all they do is just wrestle. Wrestling, sambo and wrestling and it's like then they come over here and they're winning all the belts now they're like they're even trying to share they're just like like brother you can do make 145 go take the belt you can do 170 you get that one too it's like jesus they like fucking relax but it, i think that's how mma kind of goes so we have those waves where you'll have a specific spot with a specific like discipline really really take over and people have to kind of figure it out. They have to catch up to it. Because, I mean, hell, when UFC started off of jiu-jitsu, folks were struggling with that. And then wrestling came into it a little bit. You had Mark, Mark Coleman come in, headbutting people in the chest and shit. And, you know, people had to then figure that out. And then you get Matt Hughes come in, combining uh, jiu-jitsu and wrestling. So, I mean, and then GSP just doing everything. Like, gymnastics, too. I was like, damn, dude, fucking chill. But uh, Eli, like, what, like, what's your uh, take on, like, as as far as 
a discipline or or you know just a style that you think works best i wouldn't say best but more favorable uh mma i would definitely take say taking a uh a mixed approach. I mean, it's mixed martial arts, so you're mixing all your tools together. Definitely heavy grappling, heavy pressure on against the cage, and you know, cage control. Um, strike, strike heavy. I mean, we we come from a very, uh, very hands heavy uh, style. You know, crazy like our MMA guys are very boxing focused. Uh, kickboxers, you know, but we we follow behind our hands a lot to use that to set up our grappling and, um. I wouldn't say jiu-jitsu is um, not applicable because, of course, there's legends, jiu-jitsu legends who can transition that in the sport. But I think that when it's sport-specific, you have to train within your sport that you're preparing for and use the tools within the rule set and kind of game yourself to that system. Um, when the strikes involved, sometimes laying on your back and closed guard isn't the best option in an MMA fight. So learning how to adapt and... Uh, like I said, like game the system, the rule set that you're fighting in. Sure. You know? well, I mean, you still get dudes though that are, that'll sit there and guard, thinking they safe. And it's like you are far from safe, dude. And there's time. I mean, there's times for there's times where if you're if you have to just survive and make it to the end of the round, you're gonna lose that round. But I mean, you didn't get finished. Yeah. Know, there's times for everything. Yeah, you, know, you gotta you know pick your poison. I mean, well, I, I think that's what I like right now with combat jujitsu being an option because you know for the longest time one thing i always hear especially on social media and also at, at thanksgiving and christmas you know what if they hit you you like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <It> suck you <laughs> fucking suck a yeah. lot but i mean and i think when you introduce combat jujitsu now it does give the idea of like you can't just you know gear up for you know a knee bar without a consequence you know you can't just sit there and try to work on a triangle or in you know from guard or anything without the possibility of getting fucking slapped in the face and yeah. palm strikes dude's been getting knocked yeah, out yeah yeah you can get finishes with that that palm strike yeah. bounce them off the canvas like that you know off the mat i remember the first time i saw a knockout in combat jiu-jitsu i was like yo i feel like that's illegal <laughs> like yo this is grappling yo why did i do it unconscious <laughs> ref <laughs> The rap was just like, I, you know, rap was probably like, I don't know. <laughs> Eddie, is this what we're supposed to do? But I do like the different, um, you know, rule sets, promotions, you know, the EBI rule set and the ADCC rule set. I, I think those are uh, a good good for the sport of no-gi grappling and uh, no-gi jiu-jitsu, for sure. Yeah, I think no-gi is definitely, I mean, it's for, for a while now, I've been kind of taking taken over and if jiu-jitsu is going to become a mainstream sport that's good because cornhole is on espn man that should be pissing me off i you know when i turn on espn i see cornhole i get mad i'm like yo i can't get jiu-jitsu on this joint it's like no bitch go to fucking flow grappling it's like i'm not trying to pay 150 yeah they got world series poker on espn yeah, you get the rock skipping and the darts too yeah, man, yo, like I used to be into the lumberjack games. Those shits were cool. <laughs> but when I saw cornhole, I was like, yo, my drunk cousins be playing this shit in the backyard. Now they can be on ESPN. Meanwhile, I got people that I train with that are fucking like athletes, like fucking superstars. You know, 
you know, you, you might catch them on YouTube, which, you know, it's probably better though these days though, just that exposure versus, I, I think, you know, just me being older that, you know, television ESPN is like, yo, you got to be on ESPN if you're going to be a sport. But now it's like, no, fuck it. You yeah. Know, put on YouTube. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I mean, I remember uh, guys playing, um, you know, private school football and in high school, you know, making ESPN top 10. We're like, oh, it's just yeah. fucking, he's on ESPN. But nowadays, like you said, it's kind of like you're almost better, like, uh, trending on TikTok or, you know, get a lot more exposure that way. Well, yeah, making yeah. The, the highlight reel on the ESPN Instagram might be even better right. than being on the show itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see some videos that pop up and ESPN, uh, their, their Instagrams put up some jujitsu stuff and I was shocked. I was like, but y'all motherfuckers can't put it on TV. Okay. I see y'all. But, but yeah, it, like I, I see them also. Yeah. Just, you know, they, they, uh, surf around social media and pick up some clips and, you know, you'll see, you know, high school football, peewee football, you know, high school volleyball, you'll see wrestling, uh, jiu-jitsu you you know you see all the stuff now on their social media they don't really f- feature it on the tv but i think that is kind of where we're going as far as entertainment goes not like i got the tv on in the background just you know out of habit to have movement over there mm-hmm. but it's like most of the shit i watch is like i'm on my phone watching youtube like watching tiktok watching instagram it's like Far more entertaining. Plus, I don't think they won't be having twerk videos on ESPN. <laughs> you know, on TikTok. <laughs> like, my wife's gonna be like, "What are you watching? Oh, jujitsu." <laughs> doesn't look like she's doing jujitsu. But yeah, sorry. Like, sorry, we we still got the carryover from from Colompton last night, so we, we gotta. <laughs> oh, get, that's how get y'all that. get down over there on, on that night. <laughs> oh no, it, it, it's. It gets silly. It was a good time to say the least. <laughs> like we got we got a dry race board with topics on here. I don't even know that we actually addressed the topics. I just saw like Ravens. Let's talk about the Ravens. <laughs> like Lions. Yeah, Detroit, Kings of the North. Then then I start like, ah, like, is there any other stuff on here? I don't know. Let's see some nuggets. So so yeah, but like all in all, I, I agree with it being mixed martial arts. There, there should be a good blend. Um, and we are kind of getting in that, that realm where like you do still have specialists, but it is a weird balance. And, you know, watching, you know, a lot of the uh, newer fighters coming into the UFC, especially you don't see as many guys other than, again, the guys from Dagestan that are really specializing in like saying, hey, I'm going to sink my teeth into this or older school fighters like, again, uh, Alex Pajera. Who's who's coming over from you know kickboxing? You know those. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's like mostly guys that are like, look, we're gonna stand and bang. But if if the fucking going gets tough, like we will get to the ground somehow, some way. Right. But it's like the UFC is like the NFL of combat sports. It's like the NBA of combat sports. Like all these guys can shoot jump shots. They can all dribble the ball. They can all throw punches. They can all defend a takedown. So it's like. Yeah the way that you're able to mix everything together and again, like game it to your, your uh, strengths and your opponent's weaknesses and their strengths and weaknesses. That's like who you see is the, the best of the best. Well, that, that's is something interesting though, too. Cause I mean, you, you point out there that UFC is the NFL of MMA. And the funny thing about it was like the other promotions, like one, uh, uh, 
PFL, I think they're merging with Bellator or yeah. something. You know, they're paying like like big to their fighters and giving a lot more leeway, a lot more freedom. Like, I mean, Francis is out there boxing. He might just stick with boxing, but he has a PFL contract, which is weird. Um, but it's like that that is just the thing, though. It's like the UFC is a household name. I mean, that that used to be the thing where people like, oh, they train UFC. Mm-hmm. It's like it, you know, it's like no, they train MMA. Oh yeah, you know they they do that UFC stuff. It's like so MMA, no, no, like oh they're gonna like roll around on their back and like tear your knee up. No, that's jujitsu, not UFC. But okay, but I I often wonder about that when, when it comes to the ideal of you know fighting in those kind of promotions. It's like you know what's more coveted the the praise of saying you're a UFC champ or a UFC fighter or, you know, going to, you know, one or PFL and, you know, getting paid more. Cause I mean, it, it's a weird balance because for some people it's like they can take that UFC fame and turn it into the money mm-hmm. that the PFL will have been. You know, there's some folks like, uh, what's his name? Uh, ah, God damn it. I cannot remember his name now. Uh, I don't know why I can't remember his name. Cause he, he was with the UFC forever. He, where's he at now? Corey uh, Anderson. Corey Anderson. Oh. Um, I mean, he was saying off one fight when he went to Bellator, like he made more in that one fight than he made in his whole year. Yeah. Career. I mean, Mike Perry doing the thing with bare knuckle fighting. Yeah. That is top top of the top right now. I think that's his world, though. He, yeah. he was made. I've been a Mike Perry fan since he's in the USC. I, I like Mike Perry a lot. He's a fucking character. Like, he, he's the kind of dude that. He's the kind of dude that I would love to have on Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. For now, sure. Let's talk. <laughs> but then but then I, I get worried though. Yeah. Like, how much alcohol can I give that dude before he gets he gets off the rails? Yeah. Because it's like, hey man, I got action figures out here. Don't break my shit. <laughs> like those cabinets were not cheap. I mean, yeah. they were, but they the alcohol in the CT doesn't mix very well. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he told about, here, let me show you some bare knuckle. Like, don't show me <laughs> shit. I'm a grappler and not even a good one. Sure, he could do that too. Exactly. So it's like, stop. (laughs) Put put Steve down. Um, But yeah, I mean, yeah, you do have fighters that you know they kind of find their 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 home, and I think Mike Perry is a great example of someone who I feel like the UFC was just too uh, restrictive for him. It's like you know he kind of goes there, you know he he's he's dancing, dance, you know, and doing the things, but I feel like he's a brawler. And a lot of the, you know, the guys in the UFC was like, well, look, some, some will stand and bang with him. And they find out real quick, we don't want to do that with this guy. So they're like, fuck it, wrestle with him, grapple with him. And, oh, he can do that too. But I think there's just something missing there in the UFC for him. But uh, he got the bare knuckle and that dude is the king of the world right now over there. It's like, if I hear the word bare knuckle boxing, that's the first person that comes to mind for me. Yeah. So I don't know. But it does, like I said, pose kind of the interesting question of, you know, which is more, you know, for 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 most guys. Because, I mean, again, most people know what the, my grandma knows what the UFC is. Yeah. My grandma's 93. You say, Grandma UFC, she knows Ken Shamrock. It's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking weird now that I think about it. But um, 
I don't know. She had the old VHS tapes, the old USD tapes. That's that's how I that's how I started. My my uh, friend, he was a uh, black belt in Taekwondo. You know, kid, kid black belt, and his parents rented at the uh, local video store up the street UFC one and two for him, and we watched it. And I remember sitting there in the basement thinking, I feel like your parents are a little irresponsible. Like we should not be watching this. We are children. <laughs> we watched it and then uh by the time USC five came out, we ordered that. And still in my irresponsible. You guys, it's like really nice family, but I feel like you guys aren't being responsible here. That that guy's now a doctor, mind you. Um, so maybe maybe there's something to letting your kids watch UFC at an early age and then they fucking become doctors. Or do you watch uh, do that Sophie watch fights? Yeah. yeah, she comes out and watch them with me. She doesn't watch like the the pay per views, like you know, as they're as they're going because it's late. But yeah, but I watch fights quite often now. I watch jujitsu down here, and she comes down. She, I used to have a grappling dummy, and she would just get like going to dummy, like trying to do an arm bar, knee on belly. I'm like, okay, she's picking something up. But I, I wonder, uh, you know, for you guys in in your uh, careers right now, fighting wise. Uh, you know, what's the next step for you as, as you're coming up? I know as uh, Eli and I, we talked last night, I think you mentioned, uh, you know, kind of the building blocks of getting uh, to uh, what, uh, amateur debut or pro debut? Amateur, amateur debut. debut, yeah. So, uh, Cody, uh, like, are you kind of motioning in that direction as well? Or are you just kind of right now just working, just kind of be a better coach in the in the moment? Or are you working towards getting into the cage as well at some point i mean i would love to uh compete not maybe maybe not in mma but i'm thinking maybe in muay thai in the in the near future but my biggest goal right now is just getting eli ready so we go uh two days a week lifting wise uh just trying to get him prepped for march because i know he's got a big uh big tryout coming up in march so that's that's really my biggest goal right now is just get him as physically prepared as possible for that okay cool 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 and uh what's coming up in march for you uh going to hopefully going to pi and trying out for the imaf uh amateur team for team usa nice nice yeah all right let's see what, what the dude fucking 88 making moves son yeah i i know i, I it might be biased because it's where i train but i do believe hey like we're, we're one of the better gyms, if not the better gym in Maryland. Uh, Camp Springs not counted in that because they're 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 different beasts over there. <laughs> like you know, stay over there, do your thing. But when it comes to like uh, jujitsu, always talk about, hey man, you know, we've got the hardware to you know show proof. Yeah, I, I think Conquest, you know, a few of their guys have have been uh, out there winning medals. I, I've actually been contacted by. A few fighters. One of my uh, buddies who does another podcast, he works with a parent of one of the kids who went down to Brazil, won gold. So he messages like, you know, you mind shouting them out? Yeah. And I saw I was like, fuck. Like, I guess. Like, not that not that it's like, oh, there are competitors. Like, no. Because, I mean, I, I think ultimately people that are training, doesn't matter where, as long as you're training, as long as you're doing something in this realm I, I think it's all positive yeah 
Uh, like the community of it too is like I, I mean over Christmas I was in Philadelphia and like shout out Broad Street Kickboxing they let me come train with their guys and got good rounds of kickboxing and MMA so um and just like the like minded people whether it's you know quote unquote competitor gyms from I mean, we fought guys from the, those gyms I have teammates who have fights against those guys in the room I was sparring um and it's just like yo know, like we know you have a common goal we all have a common it's like when you got like the heroes and the anti-heroes team up against the big bad, you know, like yeah. we, we got to fight these guys. So we got to like get ready for them, you know? So whether it's, I, I fight you one day or it's, I fight one of your teammates or I fight someone from another gym. It's like, I always say that to myself too. When I cross train, it's like, if these guys are really bad, it like, I know I'll see them again one day. If the guys are in my weight class, hopefully I'll see them like at the top. So. Yeah. I, I think about that too, when it comes to like training in general, we all have a common goal. Mm-hmm. So, like, like just at, at our jump, period. It's like, look, whether it be you're getting ready for worlds, whether I'm just, you know, trying to get better at fucking, uh, fucking, uh, Delahiva or some shit. It's like we all have a goal of getting better, mm-hmm. and that should always be, no matter what gym you you're at. I think someone um from Andori, on Annapolis, just reached out to me through email the other day. I was like. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to have you on. Actually, like we're friends on Facebook. I was like, yeah, I was thinking about you the other day. I was like, I need to reach out to this dude. Yeah, he's had an interesting journey. I think he's he's um running now. I think he he's like he's still training jujitsu, but I think he's doing a lot of running now too. But it's just it's fun and interesting to see everyone's growth mm-hmm. and and you know any other you know sports that you might incorporate like. For you, um, Eli, is, is there any other like stuff that you did like prior, like whether it be lacrosse, football, basketball, or anything that might even help you transition into um, MMA and striking? Yeah, I, um, so I played lacrosse um, growing up, like elementary school age. <laughs> yeah, total lax, bro. Um, played uh, varsity in high school, um, one year JV, two years varsity in high school. Um, wasn't like a star player, didn't really get a lot of minutes, but I think the one thing that playing sports in like grade school age taught me and I take to me now to this day is just like the work ethic. I was always the guy to be first on the field, last to leave. Um, and not just saying that, like I like that's why I've made the teams. Like I wasn't, the, again, wasn't the most skilled kid. I wouldn't play lacrosse as much as my teammates. And uh, I played with phenomenal guys in, in high school. It went off to play D1 and stuff like that. Um but yeah, just like being in the grind and like Cody said at the beginning is just like falling in love with the process of it and um, really like and then going back to like the common goal that athletes have is like, I just, I just want to be the, the best version of myself. And from a coaching standpoint, getting my guys and the people coming up under me to be the best versions of themselves, you know, yeah, I find that admirable with coaches and teammates alike is that there's no ego in that idea. Like if somebody's getting better than you, like th- no hate, just like yeah. help, like continue to help. Cause I, I feel like that all rubs off though. If you and I are working together and I was good at one thing and I see you surpass me, I got to use that as, you know, kind of motivation for me to kind of grow with you mm-hmm. versus growing against you. I mean, I think that's fair just yeah. completely across the board though it's good for like everyone's development too i mean as the room gets better everyone else gets better too you know 
you're only as strong as your weakest link. So once that guy figures it out and gets it together, then he's giving you looks that you didn't see before. Oh, he knows how to counter the thing I've been hitting him with for weeks. Now I got to readjust and how do I get him back, right? Yes, very true. <clears throat> I always feel like if you don't, especially if you're, you're like the lowest rung on the ladder, if, if you're not making any steps to get any better along with your team, then it's like, what, what are you really there for? What are you doing? And, and again, you know, I do want to praise anyone training. It's like Coach Keith has said to me in the past, and I mentioned this on Colompton, which comes out today as well. Hey. All, all, all episodes dropping on New Year's Day. Happy New Year, y'all. What's up? 2024. But, uh, you know, Coach Keith was like, your your uh, goals, your progress, you know, or your goals have to be measurable. And it's like, it's like if you're showing up to class every day, yes, you're going to get better just by, you know, you know, happenstance. You know, mm-hmm. you're there. You're going to get better. But it's like, are you just there to kind of survive to get better? You're like you're falling into getting better or are you actively like, this is what I'm struggling with. Let me work on this and improve. You know, you work with a teammate and they're, you know, again, getting ready for a tournament or something. It's like, OK, you're working on this. I'm helping you with this. You know, let me go ahead and jump into this as well. We'll work on the same thing. I feel like you're going to be a better teammate in in the sense of helping them get ready for what they may see out there, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the competition mats. So listen to the podcast. Uh, I, I just pull it up just now. Like, let me make sure I get the name right. Our podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. combating coaching combating podcast. Coaching podcast. So, um, Tell me about that. Let's talk about it, son. Cody, you want to tell him about it? I was just gonna say you take the floor, but yeah, man, I'll, I'll explain a little <laughs> bit of, of my perspective of it. Uh, basically, I feel like it all started from just like, for at least for me, uh, the need to provide value to I feel like an undervalued population of athletes. Like everywhere I go, I see like the the big time basketball guys, you know, telling their side of things, or the soccer guys, or all. All kinds of stuff, but I always felt like the uh, the MMA world and the combat world gets a little bit slighted with things like that, and especially with it being um, a little bit more barbaric of a sport, most people would say. I think they get uh, looked at in a perspective that's not really fair. So for me, I like to give back as much as possible. My perspective is always, hey, what can I do to help? What can I do to serve others? So... Starting that podcast, I think my biggest goal is just giving people a platform to tell their story because uh, I think a lot of us are more similar than we are different. So if, if people that, that we normally see as uh, more barbaric or have that, that, uh, that lens that other people tell us to look at them like that through uh, and we see them like, hey, they're, they're kind of just like us, I think it'll be a lot uh, more inspirational to, to most people than you know, and that could just help anybody with any little struggle that they're going through in life. I get you on that. I, I think I just saw a post recently. It it kind of shoots down podcasters. It's like not everybody needs a microphone. There's too many podcasts. And I, I argue that there isn't enough podcasts. I tell everybody to make a fucking podcast. Anytime I talk to anyone, I'm like, dude, make a podcast. Because I think everyone has something to share. Yeah. And, you know, like, like you said, with fighters, especially there is a misconception. My, my wife's best friend, I remember they put their son in Taekwondo 
which is fine. I think I know people like to shit on different martial arts and I, I might make little silly jokes here and there, but I do truly respect and admire anybody that does a martial art, yeah. like any martial art doesn't fucking matter. Like even Aikido. Um, Capoeira. <laughs> uh, like my old boss uh, used to do uh, Aikido and we were talking. He was like, well, Dante, if I grab your wrist, and I was like, if you grab my wrist, I'm going to roll out of that and I'm going to fucking slam you. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. He was like, no, he was a big dude. Like he was like thick. I was like, I will figure it out. All right. Just like, you're not going to fucking Steven Seagal me. Right. Eat a dick. But um, my wife's friend's uh, kid was in Taekwondo. And I remember the mom had made a comment about jujitsu because to her, jujitsu was UFC. So it's like, you know, those guys, all they want to do is go pick fights and, and you know, be bullies and, and cause trouble. And I was like, she doesn't fucking know the first thing about any martial art then. Was she watching a fucking karate kid? Get the fuck out of here. Dressed up like skeletons, jumping <laughs> yeah. kids. It was like, I go out dressed as Spider-Man and beat <laughs> up on kids. But, um, it, you know, it kind of pissed me off. And then, you know, it, it, that that was almost kind of really kind of pushed to start off the mats a little bit. I was like, okay, well, let's make something where people can understand. Uh, the thing is with most people that listen off the mats, they're within this community. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there, there are people that do get exposed because we talk about comic books and other shit. And we, well, hey, this is a comic book episode. Gotcha, bitch. Guess <laughs> what we're talking about today? Turtle Guard. <laughs> like Ninja Turtles? <laughs> but but no, I, I think that there is a weird negative stereotype, even with the popularity of combat sports really coming up. People still have this idea of like, oh, they're just meatheads. And, and you know, they're, they're like bullies. It's like, some of the brightest and sweetest people I know are fighters. Yeah. It's like like walking through 88, it's just like you encounter people where it's like you look it's like that doesn't look like a fighter. And it's like, holy shit, that person can kill a lot of people. It's like, oh, that guy looks like a meathead. Holy shit, that guy's a lawyer. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, so people with their 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 prejudge and, and assumptions, it, it you know. We we do need this area to kind of you know provide a voice, I think. So and then also adding the coaching, you know, aspect to it as well. Cause I think that's something that I think is heavily slept on. Mm-hmm. You know, when we think about coaches and what a coach provides, I, I think you know, a lot of people just think about, you know, Rocky. <laughs> like, you know, like throwing the towel, you know, or like, all right, Rocky, you're doing all right. You know, it was like, there's a lot more to it be- before you even get to the fights. Yeah. You know, encouragement and stuff. So there's definitely like a special relationship, like the coach to athlete um, relationship. I mean, obviously Cody and I have known each other for like years, like grew up basically around each other. Um, and so it's a, so we already have that like established connection, you know, being like brothers and it's like, something's just like special about having like, you know, your coach and, your athlete and when you guys are winning you're both winning like our our coaches talk to us about like it's like yeah it's you and another guy fighting but it's like us against them you know it's like we're a team and we're fighting this team you know i I think there's something real special too about having your team there in your corner at fights at competitions at you know events because you know whether you're competing or not 
you know, you're there showing support for the team, mm-hmm. uh, you know, win or lose, you're there. And I, I think, you know, yes, you're the one in the cage. Yes, you're the one on the mats. But, you know, knowing that, you know, your crew is there beforehand, warming up mm-hmm. afterward, you know, celebrating with you, you know. It means lots of those athletes for sure. Absolutely. I wouldn't know because I don't be getting no cages. I ain't gonna know y'all hit me in the face. Like, they're like, hey, Dante, you want to come over here and do some uh, Muay Thai? Fuck no. Like, dude, look, I I can't take any more like like shots to the head at all because football's done a number on me. I'm pretty sure CTE is right around the corner, like looking like, hey, here we come, son. But but either way. Uh, and now with my schedules opening up on Saturdays, like, oh, I want to like start going to more of the local competitions and you know, just at the very least being supportive. Plus, what the fuck else am I doing on a Saturday? Yeah, it's a good go way to spend your Saturday evening. You watch some jiu-jitsu matches or some kickboxing MMA fights. Yeah. It was like a tournament every weekend, too. Like yeah. just some, about. There's something that went on a couple weeks ago, and I don't know why. I wasn't aware of it. Like, and it just, like, I think Mahoney had mentioned it. it was like, it was out there coaching the kids. I was like, shit, there's a. Oh, yeah. There's like a Naga in yeah. Virginia or something. Yeah. Like, well, shit. Like, had I thought about it or known about it, I, I would have, like, planned to go because it's like, well, I, you know, I, I want to support the team. Like, I'm, I want them to know I'm still here. Like, I, I'm just in the shadows. I only go once per week, but I still love you guys. Uh, but yeah, it with, with the podcast. So um I see there's two episodes up, I believe that I saw. Yes. Uh, so I listened to episode one, but it said episode two. Like it says episode one on the right, and it's like welcome to episode two. And I was like, wait, did I miss something? Am I am I tripping? So trial um, and error on that one. <laughs> we learn. We you know, you learn. But um, but just listening to um that episode. You know, it was a good introduction, like getting to know, you know, what you're about and wh- what you're here for. And it, it's it's always interesting just hearing it because it's like, OK, like we might talk, but then they hear it like, you know, like an audio book almost. It's mm-hmm. like, OK, you, you feel it from a different perspective. So thank you for sharing that with the world. Yeah. Thanks for like insp- at least inspiring me. You know, I did the first off the match with you and then the experience was just great. And I was like, definitely like Cody was saying, I feel like we could provide value into this area that's like underlooked. And it's just fun doing it. And like our plan with it is just keep doing it so that like five, 10 years we look back and hopefully grow it into something that's like pretty, you know, substantial and making a difference in, in our sport. Yeah. I mean, just, just have fun with it. I, I think the second that you start, turning it into work and, and a burden mm-hmm. and it's not fun you don't want to do it this that's why when i do this podcast i always tell people super laid back it's super super conversational i like to say bad words so as soon as i as soon as i drop an f-bomb they're like oh my god yes we're in i'm like yeah son just relax and then like like i said with Compton last night that's my least stressful thing of the week is yeah. just to sit down with some friends and just talk nonsense when I do the horror podcast. Like I watch horror movies every night. So it's like, I got to, you know, I got it. You can't have horror movies shit in your head all the time and not like project it out, mm. like in a healthy way. Otherwise it's like, so 
Yeah, he watched um, uh, Evil Dead Rise again. That's three times today. Keep an eye on him. <laughs> like, they hide the knives. But but yeah, as long as you're having fun with this shit and, and you know, you're genuine about it because there, there are some folks, you know, I think they, they start turning into a real like it becomes super serious and then yeah. it you can tell when you're listening it's like it doesn't even sound fun anymore to them it sounds like a burden so. yeah i like the like i mean i don't think we really did much edits on the two episodes we put up clearly at the little mistakes but uh i like the i mean I'm, i've always been a fan and like uh like the auth- authenticity is just like the raw unfiltered like that's like what's genuine you know yeah just trying to make it all glamorous and and it's cool too, because what because when it does develop into something like better quality, you can look back and be like, oh shit, that's what it really used to be like. Like this shit is like legit now, you know? It's not it's mm-hmm. not filmed in mom's basement outside and nothing like that. Sitting in our cars recording. Yeah. Hey, I've I've had guests recording with me like on the car. Like in like oh like all right, let's go ahead and get recording. Like, oh yeah, I'm in my car right now. You hear vehicles driving, I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, hey, are you nearby? Just come through. <laughs> like i'm around the corner son like I, I got multiple mics just come sit down it's all right like yeah we're in the basement it's a little weird down here there's action figures all over the place it, it's not stuff down here like, it's a sick man cave it's like they're not gonna come to life it's not puppet master <laughs> but but yeah like just being authentic being raw with it and you know edits are things that come with it in terms of like your sound and everything and like you said in the beginning you hear it sound one way but by the time you get to like whatever that number may be some people say oh 10 episodes in seven episodes in it's like not for me i, I think it was like 33 episodes and it's like oh hey now it sounds like a podcast and i still question that at times but, but yeah keep with it guys and and you know you know whatever you need me to do as far as like support promote it you tag me in a link i'm gonna repost it keep with it and you know whatever you need from me let me know um other other than um fighting and everything are there any other like hobbies or activities that you that you do currently that kind of translates or at least kind of aids a little bit in in um your your combat sports careers oh yeah big time lifting man i'm a big lifting guy i'm trying to get eli up up, up to par it's a it's a little bit of a process but what's that supposed to mean falling in love with the gym falling in love with the weights hey man weights are heavy yeah, yeah bro <laughs> every You're time too heavy sometimes <laughs> but yeah man i think yeah. it's something that's super undervalued too especially in the in the mma community because historically strength and conditioning for mma has been like go run ride a bike do some do some squats and then you know that's about it it's like like military almost like push up sit up run, push up sit up run. So like yeah. I think I think it's a big thing that that needs to be done is uh just the sports performance behind it with especially with like the UFC PI being so new, like there's still so much that uh that needs to to happen education wise and and training wise that that can really help athletes and then take the whole sport to the next level. When it comes to warming up, is that I just put up a post the other day talking about warm-ups for jiu-jitsu specifically uh, do you think it's ideal like 
for some gyms, you know, you do like, you know, the, the regular jog around, you know, kind of get your, you know, your body warmed up and then it's like jumping jacks, push-ups, you know, things that aren't necessarily jujitsu related directly. Um, like, how do you feel about like warmers like that? Or you wore you know, like into the ideal of like using jujitsu as your warm up, like flow rolling, stuff like that? I think so. In my field, the big thing is every every question, the answer is it depends, right? So, it depends on the athlete, it depends on the like, what, what are you going to like the most? You know what I mean? Like, usually nine times out of ten, if you like it better than doing something else, you're probably going to get more out of it. So if you like hate fucking doing jumping jacks, probably shouldn't do jumping jacks. You know what I mean? Like it's, you're not going to get a lot out of it. Um, so going along with that, I mean, I don't think there's any anything that's necessarily bad or anything that's necessarily better. I think it really just depends on the person. Like for Eli, I know his weaknesses. I know, you know, what where he's had past injuries. I know where he lacks. I know where his strengths are. So we do a, a warm up that's tailored to him specifically. Like when we go to lift, it's like. We're not going to do just the standard run around, do some skips, do some hops. Like, you know, it's going to be specific to what we do. So I think that should be the same for jujitsu. I think, honestly, if you if you just love jujitsu, do more jujitsu, especially like sneak some more like technique work into your warm up. And then you'll get better at jujitsu quicker because now you're getting more reps too. like you get sneaky little reps in there, like hiding it as a warm up, quote unquote. Sure. Yep. I I agree. Like I put up the post and I don't, don't read the comments because it looks like there's some arguments going on in the comments. And I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and stay out of this, even though I know it's not directed at me. Sometimes I look at those comments and people are fighting with each other. I feel like that's just directed at me. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I, like why are y'all so mean? So like, oh, he's mad at that person because that person said this. But I, I agree. I think you know, especially when it comes to you know, any, you know, sport specific uh, training, you, know, you, you should want to try to, you know, add in something for you to get extra reps in there. Some way, somehow. So as we are going to into 2024, because this episode again comes out on New Year's Day. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year, folks. Happy New Year's. <laughs> um, I know in March, Eli, you, you have uh you know something you're working towards um for this year beyond that you have any uh i, I don't like to use the word resolutions i, I just because like when we're like hey what's your new year's resolution now i always say i'm gonna do this and like by the time the fourth gets around I'm like man fuck that thing i'm not doing that but like are there any like goals that you have kind of set like down the line of 2020 at least the first six months um, I say like personally, um, just being more organized, uh, on my day to day. Um, I have a pretty good like routine as it is, but I feel like there's always ways to optimize it and make it more, you know, efficient. Um, especially I have like limited time during the day when I'm not on the match training or coaching. Um, and then, uh, competition wise, I mean, I say it every year, just stay as active as possible, get some more striking, uh, fights in possibly have a made debut hopefully we'll see what what my coaches want um and yeah just keep the ball rolling um i feel like i'm at a good place and picking up momentum from last year's carrying that into the new year um 
confidence and, uh, and just building upon what you know Cody and I have been working on the strength uh, strength conditioning side of everything has definitely been making like huge uh, jumps in my game for sure. And how about you, Cody? Going along with what Eli said, I think like just trying to be a little bit better of a human being every day, you know, being a better coach, being a better brother, being a better son, being a better Christian, being a better, you know, all the collective things first before the individual things. So uh, I think just, you know, just trying to develop my skills as a coach, uh, learning a little bit more of human nature, learning a little more psychology learning how to adapt my voice to other people versus like talking. Like I deal with a lot of kids coaching. So sometimes I'll get a little bit intense uh, and they, they don't, they're not too receptive. Right. So trying to work on things like that, just reading the room and uh, just so that I can give back to others a little bit more. You can't spar the kids anymore, Cody. <laughs> yeah. I learned that lesson the hard way. Jeez. They beat you up. Exactly. <laughs> how many crazy 88 middle schoolers can you fight off at once uh, i'm gonna be honest not many oh, oh, oh like no vanessa has a program over there with those kids that they're like little savages that yeah i don't want to say the wrong thing to any of them because i don't know that i could survive more than four like then four is a generous number I think I, I think that you get the three kids. I'm I'm in trouble. Yeah. So it's all right. I'm I'm heavier than one. I'm 215 pounds. I sit on one. You <laughs> like if you crush the like you crush one of them with your weight, and the other ones start to wonder, yeah. is this a good idea or not? So make an example out the biggest one. Oh yeah, you gotta find that one kid. And sometimes the biggest one is usually like the softest one. Like, especially at that younger age, so it's like, you know, just make them cry. Yeah. It's like, no, don't mess with Coach Dante. Uh, anyone listening, I don't make kids cry. Like, I, I'm, I'm not that guy. Like, I, I'm a nice guy. I help old ladies cross the streets. You know, I work with, with individuals with IDD. I, I, you know, used to teach, you know, preschool. I'm a, I'm a nice person. I, I don't make kids cry. I make my, my kid cry, but, you know, she's sensitive. Like me. So, you know, she get it honest. All right, fellas. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. I definitely want to try to have us all back together at some point, try to get us all in one room together. Like, I feel like with, with the, the, because this is the first time I've like recorded with one person live and then one person remote. And it's like super weird to me. Like, oh my God, like, I feel like there's this weird barrier. So I definitely want to have us all uh, possibly record together. Um, all at one location at some point upcoming. Uh, but this was a lot of fun. So thank you for making the time, Cody and Eli. Thank you for you know making the double trip out here again. I appreciate the hell out of you. Before we get out of here, you guys have any shout outs or mentions that you would like to drop? Eli, you want to go first? Oh, I was waiting for you to go first. Um, <laughs> See, I've never done this with two people. So I didn't <laughs> yeah, there it is. Right, right, case point, yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first. Um, yeah, shout out uh, my family, friends, my teammates, all my coaches. Uh, thanks for keep supporting me on this journey. Um, big things coming in 2024. Let's keep the ball rolling. Happy New Year's. Yeah, I got to give a big shout out to my man, Nick Campanero. It's my guy working over at his gym in Marriottsville and in Clarksville. So if you guys are interested in strength and conditioning, hit us up on Instagram. I'm Combat Strength Coach. 
He's Campanero strong, Campanero strength, I think it is. So, uh, yeah, man, best best strength and conditioning in Howard County by far. Coach Camp the GOAT. <laughs> see, see, look, I, I, see, look, I live here in Anne Arundel, but I'm, I'm a Howard County kid. What's up? Oklahoma Hill step up, son. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. So uh, I'll make sure to get uh, links for you guys in the show notes and everything so people can uh, know where to find you all. And as always to the listeners, thank you for just being there. Thank you for helping 2023 be a, a fun year with the podcast. And shout out to the guests as well who have all done this on uh, these last 365 days. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to my friends over there at Nerd Rage Radio. Bobby, Joe, Chris, Marilyn, Phil. There's a lot of them, all right? And I say it every week. So if y'all made it this far, y'all know who they are because I obviously don't. Um, but if it weren't for Nerd Rage Radio, I wouldn't be doing podcasts. So thank you to those fellas over there. I want to give a big shout out to our gym, Crazy 88. I don't do that enough. I don't be shouting Crazy 88 out enough. Uh, Master Julius, Coach Master Keith. Jay. You know. The, you know, it, it's weird. Anytime I cross paths with them, I'm always so like awkward and just feel weird. But they're they're just they're super supportive and like like no, don't be weird. <laughs> just just be cool. Like be you. And I'm like I, I don't know how you guys are like fucking like ninjas. <laughs> like uh, like I don't know what to do. But you know, shout out to those guys over there. Um, I mean, my jujitsu journey has been uniquely colorful and. The, the information that I've I've gained from both of them, not just them, just, you know, uh, you know, Sergio, you know, Coach Mahoney, Coach Ty, you know, everyone over there. It's like there's always something that you're gaining from someone, not just the coaches, but also the teammates. I mean, Eli here, you know, I, I've learned from you, you know, we've only rolled a couple of times. It was like, all right, I'm gonna put this in the Rolodex, you know, make sure this guy don't do that again. But, you know, I want to give a big shout out to, you know, our gyms over there in uh, Owens Mills, Elkridge, and Severna Park. So if you're local, go check it out if you haven't already. Um, also, another shout out to my other podcast. So you like horror, if you like scary movies, go check it out. I don't even know what we're doing. Oh, yeah. For 2024, we're doing curse films as the major theme for the year. So if you're into like all that weird shit and like films that have like background stories on curses that may or may not really be happening. Sometimes it's just shitty directors, but sometimes the film might actually have a curse to it. Uh, go check it out. We're going to be dropping those, uh, those specific episodes once per month. And then every first and third Friday of the month, there will be an episode. So go check it out. So you like horror on Instagram, all the words are separated by underscores. And Last but not least, I want to give a shout out here again to my guests, Mr. Eli Adams, Mr. Cody Toller. Thank you, fellas, for doing this. So go check out the podcast. Give me the name again here, fellas. Combat and Coaching Podcast. <laughs> All right. Now make sure uh, to put a link to the show um, in the show notes as well here. Uh, go show some support. And, you know, you guys keep that ball rolling because that's one thing with podcasting. You got to keep it rolling. You disappear for a week or two, and then those ears go somewhere else. So, you know, keep them on y'all. So, um, otherwise, thank you, everybody. I love you all. You guys are great. You guys keep listening. We're going to keep making these shows. Happy New Year. Be safe in 2024. Bye.
paper with it. Now let me see his soul. 